Hi, welcome to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. My name is Eli Ayala, founder and host of Revealed Apologetics. If you've been blessed by the content of this podcast or the Revealed Apologetics YouTube channel, please consider supporting us. You can support Revealed Apologetics by generously giving at revealedapologetics.com. Choose the donate button and give either through PayPal or Venmo. Or you can simply write a brief review of the podcast on iTunes. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you're interested in having me speak at your event, you can connect with me by filling out the contact info on the Revealed Apologetics website homepage or simply email me at revealedapologetics at gmail.com. Lastly, if you're interested in signing up for my online apologetics course, information on Presup University can also be found on the Revealed Apologetics website. Folks can sign up anytime and the course content will be sent to them. Once again, thank you so much for your support. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Revealed Apologetics. I'm your host, Eli Ayala, and in today's episode, I will be reading a brief excerpt from my upcoming book entitled Revealed Apologetics. And so I am hoping that folks can um, give this a brief listen and share with me some of your feedback. Trying to make the book uh, somewhat introductory, but very helpful and uh, in-depth enough that it will be useful for people who are really digging into the presuppositional apologetic approach. So I hope you guys enjoy, and thank you so much for the support. Biblical Foundations for Apologetics This chapter will cover the basics of Christian apologetics and explore some of its biblical foundations. So what is apologetics? I want to provide a simple definition and then provide a more complex definition. Apologetics quite simply refers to the defense of the faith. That seems simple enough. It comes from the Greek word apologia, and it literally means to give an answer. A more complex definition of apologetics is given by the Christian philosopher Cornelius Van Til. Van Til said that apologetics is the vindication of the Christian worldview over against the non-Christian worldview. Now, notice the emphasis on the vindication of worldviews, or systems of thought. When doing apologetics, we are defending the Christian system. We are not defending isolated, piecemeal facts about Christianity. It is important to remember that facts about anything are always understood within a broader context. For our purposes, facts are understood within a broader worldview context. So, apologetics, quite simply, is to provide a defense or vindication of a particular position. Everyone does apologetics because everyone engages in the defense of something. However, we will dive deeper into this idea of the broader context of facts in a future chapter as it will become relevant to how we do apologetics. Now that we've defined apologetics in a general sense, let's focus a little more on defining it within the context of the title of this book, Revealed Apologetics. I've intentionally titled this book Revealed Apologetics to get across the notion that I believe both the command and method of defending the faith is revealed to us in Scripture, hence the title, Revealed Apologetics. For those who are already familiar with the issues relating to apologetic methodology, The moniker of revealed apologetics is simply a reference to what is known as presuppositional apologetics. However, if we discard for the time being the fancy terminology, revealed apologetics or presuppositional apologetics simply refers to what I take to be biblical apologetics. As I have often said, as well as others, 
our defense of the faith must itself flow from a consistent application of biblical truth to the realm of unbelief. Furthermore, while we as believers wholeheartedly agree with the following biblical truth, namely, that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5, this truth extends beyond our own thoughts as believers and includes the thoughts of the unbeliever. We are to take the unbeliever's thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ and demonstrate that unless one begins with God and His revelation, the unbeliever has nothing to stand on. To state things simply then, Revealed apologetics, or presuppositional apologetics, is a school of Christian apologetics that attempts to bring all human thinking into subjection to the authority of the Word of God. And when we say all human thinking, we mean that quite literally. For as Paul states in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised up against the knowledge of God. Thus, any argument or lofty opinion or elementary principle of worldly philosophical thinking or religion that raises itself up against the knowledge of God, we therefore seek to destroy. Of course, the defender of the faith does not seek to destroy people, but he does seek to destroy arguments and lofty thinking that refuses to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. It should be mentioned, however, that this entire enterprise of defending the faith must be done in a way that is itself consistent with the faith it seeks to defend. Therefore, the entire apologetic interaction between the believer and unbeliever must be conducted in a way that reflects Jesus Christ and therefore must be done with gentleness and respect, 1 Peter 3, 15. To defend the faith with gentleness and respect, however, does not exclude firmness and conviction tethered with speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4, 15. The same Jesus who spoke lovingly and respectfully to his interlocutors is the same Jesus who called his opponents brood of vipers. So, there is a healthy balance to be had here with respect to how we engage unbelievers within the apologetic encounter. So, as was mentioned before, apologetics involves the defense and vindication of the Christian worldview over against the non-Christian worldview. But what is a worldview? The issue of worldviews will be addressed in more depth in the next chapter, but if a simple definition can be offered, a worldview is simply a way of viewing the world. A worldview acts as the lens through which all reality is interpreted. It is one's philosophy of life, if you will. A Christian worldview is a view of the world that is based in the teachings of the Bible. While the Bible is not a philosophy textbook, it most definitely provides believers with an outlook on the world. It provides information concerning the nature of reality. And because the Bible is God's word, it provides us with this information from God's perspective. It is God, the maker of all things, who tells us what his world is like. Again, we will return to this in more depth in the following chapter. Nevertheless, a Christian worldview is a view of the world that is derived from Scripture. A Christian worldview is a biblical worldview. When we consider the idea that our worldview is to flow from and be informed by the authoritative Word of God, we will recognize that it addresses who God is and who we are and how we are to relate to Him. This information is very pertinent to having a biblically grounded apologetic. Now, why do we take this approach of starting with God and His revelation as opposed to working our way up to the conclusion that God exists, like more traditional approaches to apologetics? The answer is rooted in who God is and how we relate to Him. The Bible says in Psalm 36, 9 that in His light we see light. It is only in light of God's light that we see light. We do not acquire the light of knowledge on our own. We refuse to see and interpret the world independent of the light of God's revelation. 
we allow his word and his wisdom to be the context through which all things are understood and have its meaning. Furthermore, we're told in Proverbs 1.7 that the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Notice that it is the fear of the Lord that is the prerequisite for genuine knowledge. Fear in this verse is not necessarily referring to being afraid of the Lord. The verse is not saying that being afraid of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Rather, fear in this context refers to reverence, awe, respect, the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom, the starting point for gaining access to truth is reverencing, respecting, acknowledging, and standing in fearful awe of who God is. And who is God? He is the creator of all things, Genesis 1.1. As the creator of all things, God is also the definer of all things. Every fact in created existence has the meaning and purpose that it has inasmuch as it reflects the purpose and meaning for which it was created. In essence, because God is who He is, the creator and definer of all things, the facts of created existence can only be truly known by acknowledging that the world is what God says it is. If we as man seek to define the facts of existence in a way that rejects God's primary definitions, then man will fail to understand the facts truly. Genuine knowledge will evade him. And that concludes the excerpt of my upcoming book, Revealed Apologetics. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, is it uh, clear? Is it um, something that seems easy to follow? I want to make sure that uh, the content of my book does not um, go over anyone's head as I, I want to promote what I think to be a biblical approach to apologetics, and so I want to make sure that it reaches um, the popular audience. So let me hear uh, what you have to say about it. Um, you can email me at revealedapologetics at gmail.com. Um, or if you're listening on to my next live stream, uh, you can leave some comments in the comments. I, I do in the comment section. I do go back and read those. Um, and so looking forward to hearing what folks have to say. Thank you so much for your time. Hope you enjoyed. God bless. Bye-bye.